Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on in. Come on in. I'm the only preacher telling the truth. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> Thank you for being here on The Unction. This is Pastor Ray with a special uh, presentation tonight. You might be asking yourself, why is it that you are doing these videos in so much succession? I have a zeal to tell the church that we belong to Jesus. We don't belong to anyone's institution. We don't belong to any denomination. We don't belong to any private interpretation of a preacher who decided that he is the arbiter of truth. We belong to Jesus Christ. And as far as Pastor Ray's concern, I am going to always stand up for Jesus. I am always going to say to the church that we belong to Jesus Christ. And I want to encourage the church tonight to, to stand on that. And as of the beginning, I am going ahead and I am going to um, go to this Bible verse that I love for this channel called The Unction. 1 John 2.27 But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. Thank you, Tanker Cooper. I appreciate you being here. Ladaria Bryden, Sarah, uh, Cherie Banner, Pontifex. Good evening. Thank you for being here. I'm going to go back to my camera. All right. We appreciate you being here. I am doing these videos because I am filled up with a zeal to remind the church that we only belong to Jesus. I'm going to put these people back up. You see on here, Gino Jennings, John MacArthur, and uh, Nassan Garcia. And I know that there are some people like, how in the world did you get John MacArthur in the same list with Nassan Garcia? I'm going to tell you why. When we just read in the scripture and uh, the same word that's used for anointing that teaches us is the same word for unction. It is the charisma, the Greek word charisma which is the grace of the Holy Spirit teaches us. See, one thing about um, cult leaders and people who want to control and manipulate God's people, one thing about them is they will never explain this scripture. They can never explain this scripture. This scripture is telling you that ultimately the teacher of the church is the Holy Spirit not your seminary, not your denomination, not your pastor. Ultimately, the teacher of the church is going to be the Holy Spirit. Me, I am online teaching. And I am telling you that ultimately, the Holy Spirit has to deal with the mind. The Holy Spirit has to deal with you and grow you and develop you until we're built up into that same body in the body of Christ. All right. The Lord is going to build us up into a perfect building in him. And he's going to do that by his own spirit. But the cult leader will tell you, suspend your mind, suspend your thoughts. And I always tell the genos, because they're not Christians. I tell the genos, 
they trust in their Gino with all of their heart and they lean unto Gino's understanding of things. And in all of their ways, they acknowledge Gino because they put Gino all, o- all over everything. They, they rarely just go with the scriptures. In all of their ways, they acknowledge Gino and Gino directs their path. That's what they do. But for those of us who are saved, we're going to trust in the Lord. Amen. It says, holy business. Set the house in order, man of God. I appreciate your ministry and godly wisdom. I appreciate you too. Let me tell you something, holy business. We're we're going to work together. Uh, I have not forgotten you. Those of us who have been a part of this ministry and, and pushing this ministry, we're setting up a conference in Charlotte. If we can get to Charlotte, great. If we can't, we want to send our conference materials. And we definitely want to make sure those of us who have been pushing that you are mentioned and that you are put on the forefront of what's going on. Because it's time for the humble to receive um, some rest in the kingdom. It's like we we push, we push, we push, but no one ever says, you know what? I thank God for these people who are doing the work of the Lord. And it's not about getting recognition. I don't need anyone to come on here and misjudge our spirit, but I've seen so much abuse in the house of God that now I want the humble to experience the grace of God that they deserve to experience. And a part of that is telling the people that know your apostle, your prophet, your evangelist, your pastor, your teacher is not the arbiter of truth. Christ Jesus himself is the final teacher of the church. That's why the Bible says you have no need that any man should teach you. See, you got to learn how to reconcile the scriptures. You have to learn to reconcile the scriptures. Crystal Moore, I thank God for you. We have to reconcile it because the Bible says faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. How can you hear without a preacher? How can you preach unless he be sent? So what happens is you have the cult leader who takes advantage of that scripture and say, you need a God led, God appointed, God anointed, God sent, blah, blah, blah. That is true. But any man of God that is sent from God, who is sent and empowered by the Holy Spirit is sent to help you. Okay. So when the Bible says that, The Bible is not saying go look out for some special man. The special man is Jesus. Blessings. The special man is Jesus. And that's why I disagree with uh, First Church of Our Lord Jesus Christ website that says that Gino is y'all guide. Y'all said it, I didn't. But Gino is not the guide of the church. Jesus said, I'm going away and when the comforter comes, he will guide you into all truth. Unless on the slide, y'all trying to say something else. All right. So uh, we, we, we don't have to stay on him all night because I, I, I want to bring some, some new voices and some new thoughts into the conversation. Because uh, once again, your, your leaders are not the arbiters of truth. Um, let's go to the scripture once again. First Timothy chapter four, verse 14. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given by the Presbytery with the by prophecy, with the laying on of the hands of the Presbytery. Forgive me for my, my mix up of the scripture. Listen, the scripture is saying that Jesus didn't leave no popes. Lord have mercy. You want to know what that scripture is saying? That scripture is saying Jesus did not leave any popes. He did not leave 
no special bishop, no special apostle, that if everyone don't listen to him, then you can't make it. What Jesus left was not a papacy. Jesus left a presbytery. A presbytery is a group of elders, okay? And this is what I try to un help people to understand because we got to get to Nassan Garcia, who uh, is, he was sentenced to, I think, 17, 16, 17 years in jail for some, some mess he was doing with children, okay? Something that I can't say because of the algorithms and, and uh, YouTube rules and so forth. But I want you to understand what leads to this kind of spirit. It's when there are no checks, no balances. There's one man at the top that nobody better say nothing to, okay? And Jesus didn't leave it like that. He didn't leave a, a papacy. He left a presbytery because he knew how humans were. He knew that there would be these supermen to rise up and you better not say nothing to them. And they can't listen to anyone. If you have an apostle, let me help you. Let me help you right now. If you have an apostle who has no peer, he's a liar and you're a liar too. Let me say that again. If you have an apostle that you know that can't nobody touch him, ain't nobody anointed like him, don't nobody know the word like he do, he's a liar and you're a liar too. Jesus left a presbytery, not a papacy. Jesus left 12 men who could sit down at the table together and work, work through the doctrines, work through the scriptures to make sure the church was sound. If you're working with one person at the top and everybody better just do what they say and you better not question them, and you can question them, but they're not about to, uh, to be wrong about nothing. If that, if that kind of thing exists, let me tell you now, that is a cult and God is not in it. They are a liar and you are a liar too. Power corrupts, absolute power corrupts absolutely. And when you start claiming infallibility, when you start claiming to have nothing wrong and you're perfect in your doctrines and you're perfect in your positions, then you got to start lying. You got to start hiding. You have to start uh, covering up. There are people in these ministries right now that know what's going on. You know what your pastors are doing. You know what your elders are doing. You know what these ministers are doing. You know what's happening in your churches, but you're not going to say anything because you're afraid of getting beat down. You're afraid of being ostracized and being pushed out of your organizations. So you will not speak up. You'll wrap your head in them towels and put on them skirts down to the floor and keep tripping over your skirt. And you will shut your mouth because you are afraid that if you say something, you'll be kicked out of the only true church. And the reason why I want to bring up Nassan Garcia is because I wanted people to see that it's not, it, y'all not the only ones who think y'all are right. There are so many denominations and churches and movements that swear their leader is the leader, that swear their truth is the truth, that swear their seminary is the correct seminary. There are so many movements that just know it. But God did not leave no popes.
He didn't leave no one man at the top that everyone's supposed to listen to because God knew that men cannot handle that type of authority. It will corrupt. And like I said, you cannot produce the fruits of God's spirit in these places. These places will always be controlled by fear and intimidation. Come on here. All right. So I, I want to go to another scripture. 1 Corinthians 14, 36 through 37, because this is where my, my boy John MacArthur comes in. John MacArthur, I, uh, let's read it. 1 Corinthians 14, 36 and 37. And I'm reading on a small screen, so sometimes that's why I mess up, but go with me. What? Came the word of God out from you or came it unto you only? Verse 37. If any man think himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things that I write, Paul, not you, Paul, that the things that I write unto you are the commandments of the Lord. When you talk in these seminaries, they act like they wrote it. John MacArthur, John MacArthur, uh, R.C. Sproul, Vadi Balcom. You people in these Western uh, these Western institutions feel like you're the arbiters of truth. And if the people speaking don't match your thought patterns, your Western theological thought patterns, then their theology is not valid. But I want to tell you, Western civilization being the arbiters of truth to an Eastern book would be the same as the pharmaceutical companies being the arbiters of health to an herbal book with natural remedy. Let me say that again. Western institutions being the arbiters of truth for an Eastern book is like Western pharmaceutical companies being the arbiter of health for a Eastern book of herbs and natural remedies. The carnal mind cannot understand spiritual things. So my question to the Western arbiters of truth who feel like if you don't line up to all of their theological points, you're not valid. My question to you is, did y'all write it? The furthest west that this book goes is Corne Greek. That's the farthest west that this book goes. It don't go no further west than Corne Greek. We need to stop playing. Just because your people and, and your background and your cultures don't understand spiritual things don't mean that the apostles did their job. Jesus died on the cross. The apostles died. And now we have a book and do the best you can, buddy. The 4,000 year boast of Israel is that they are serving a living God. Come on in here. Come on in here. Like, share, subscribe. Like, share, subscribe. People who are on here, I want you to like, share, subscribe because the world need to know, no, your Western institutions cannot have a monopoly on the Bible either. I don't agree with you on everything you say. No, the apostles did not all die and then the Lord just walked off and left us with a book. You're a liar. The carnal mind cannot receive the spiritual things of God. You can't receive it. 
but I have the same boast that Israel has always had, that our God is not a rock, our God is not a stone, our God is not a tree, our God is not some dirt somewhere, our God is alive, he is active in our lives, we can call on him and he will answer, we can need him and he supply our needs, he is a God who still heals, he is a God who still delivers, he is, he is a God that knows the ending from the beginning, he is a God of all power and just because we have become hardened and just because we we have been lost in our electronics and we love to eat and we love buffets and we have a Western society just because we have hardened ourselves to the things of God don't mean that God can't do it. It don't mean that God can't move. It don't mean that God can't deliver. It don't mean that the Lord don't still heal and that miracles can't still take place. Now, once again, I am not a, um, a sensationalist. I am not a charismatic. I am not um, someone who takes the gifts of God and say they're happening normatively everywhere because 90% uh, of this stuff is jibber-jabber. 90% of this stuff is made up. We get more and more power and more and more revelation in these charismatic churches and higher and higher divorce. And your kids are getting higher and higher on, on pills and everything else. So what I'm saying is I am not here to use and, and say that the gifts of God are willy-nilly, but I'm also here to say to Western civilization that you cannot be the arbiters of truth. This is an Eastern book, and the boast of Israel has always been that we are serving the true and the living God. He's alive, and I'm going to always stand on that. It's an Eastern book. I don't care what you say. It's an Eastern book. Once again, 1 Corinthians chapter 14 said, did the word come out from you or did it just come to you only? I want to tell the Western world, the Bible just got to y'all. It been over there in the East. The Eastern world already had this book. It just got to y'all. All right. So don't go around with a proud spirit because someone disagrees with you. We don't have to use your terminologies. We don't have to use um, hermeneutical terminologies that were invented in your institutions. I'm going to say one that is not very controversial. I don't have to use the word omnipresent. It's not in the Bible. I don't have to use the actual word omnipresent. Now, is there a concept of God being everywhere at all times? Yes, absolutely. But I don't have to use the word. I'm going to say another word that's not one of controversy. Rapture. The word rapture is not in the Bible. Now, is there a concept of the catching away or to be caught up? Now, some people are pre-tribulation, mid-tribulation. Some people are millennialists. Some people are post-millennial. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the term rapture and the caught away. Now, is the catching away in the Bible? Yes. When it happens, that's up for dispute. But is the catching away in the Bible? Yes. Now, is the word rapture, rapturi in the Latin, is that in the Bible? No. I don't have to use the term just because the West invented it. I don't have to use the term. The concept might be in the scripture, but I don't have to use the term. And you will not determine to me what the truth is. You are not the arbiters of truth, John MacArthur. Even though I agree with a lot that it's taught because you try to, to give the scriptures as best as you can understand with a Western mind. You do the best you can. Thanks.
But don't try to talk to me about spiritual things. You're close to it. Go on about your life. Because I've seen God move. I've seen him move. I've seen the Lord work. So you can't tell me that the apostles died and then God walked off and just left us with a book and said, do the best you can, guys. All right. So that's my rant about Western civilization. Now, going on from there. Going back to the super apostles like Gino and Nassan Garcia. Let's, let's deal with the super apostles because there's something that the super apostles never give. Now, when Jesus was resurrected, come on in here with me now. When Jesus was resurrected, there was something called infallible proofs. It says he showed himself alive for 40 days with infallible proofs. What is the infallible proof? Infallible means you can't get around it. There ain't nothing you can do to get around it. This thing is for real. You can't walk over it. You can't walk under it. That thing is for real. You can't get around Jesus rose. It is infallible. He showed himself to the disciples. He showed himself to Mary. He showed himself to the 500 and he ascended up. He came and showed himself even to Paul. Okay. So you, it's no way to get around it. It's infallible. All right. Now they don't have any infallible proofs. So let's go to the signs of the apostle. Let's go to second Corinthians, second Corinthians. Chapter 12, verse 12. Truly, the signs of an apostle were wrought among you in all patience, in signs and wonders, and mighty deeds. These apostles want infallible respect. They want the respect of infallibility. They want the reverence of infallibility. They want to be feared in a way you better not step to them. God will do this. Jesus will do that. They want that, but they do not have the signs of the apostle. They don't have it. When the apostles operated, it wasn't like the apostles did something and they crossed their fingers and hoped that God would move and show a sign. They didn't do that. The apostles would go, let me tell you what the gifts were for. The gifts was for the validation of the gospel. It wasn't just for doing stuff. All right. When the apostles went into a new territory, unlike your apostle, they'll say, I'm going to give you an, an, an example of how it would happen. The Lord wants you to walk in the newness of life. The Lord will clean up your walk. Sometimes we walk in filthiness, doing the things of the world. Sometimes we walk in our own mind, doing what we feel is right. But the Lord will change your walk. And let's say that was the theme of kind of conveying it. What they would do they would find someone who may be lame in their legs. And they will say, in the name of Jesus Christ, get up and walk. And because they were preaching about it, and then they gave a sign of it, it will validate the word that they had given. The signs were to validate this man is telling the truth about Jesus. The Bible says, if everything was put in the Bible, Jesus especially, it says of him, if everything was put in the Bible, the whole world couldn't hold the books. So when the apostles did their works in these different countries and different nations, the signs would follow to validate the word. And it wasn't like they were sitting and hoping it would happen. They wasn't sitting and hoping the Lord would move. When they, they would talk about the Lord opening the eye of your understanding and the Lord would... Uh, 
open the eyes of your knowledge and he will take away the blindness of your ways and they'll go to a blind person and say in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ look at me and see and that person would see and it will validate that the Lord can open up the blindness of your heart the signs were to validate the word that's what the signs were for it says you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses of me that's what it was for it wasn't for shows it wasn't for raising offering it was to witness to the gospel and that's why I don't believe in these healing miracle conferences and people are not yielding their lives to the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? So, the people have a misuse of the anointing. A misuse of the power. Uh, and I just want to give a few names. I thank God for you once again. Uh, Manuela Harris. Um, I've been beat down and pushed out. I know what you... I've been there. D-O-T-K. Good evening. I finally caught a live. Thank God for you. Uh, I appreciate you, Crystal Moore. I want you to understand what this is about. The signs of the apostles not there in none of these apostles. They got to squeeze out a sign. They got to work out a sign. I'm going to lay hands on 30,000 people. And after 30,000 laying hands, five people said my headache went away or something random. That's not what happened with the apostles. The apostles worked in power. And when they worked with the sign and the wonder and the miracle, the Lord will validate the word. And it was every time he gave them authority. And it wasn't no less cross out fingers and hope God do something. So I'm saying to you, just from those two scriptures, the signs of the apostle is not there. Don't put your fear and trust in men. Snap out of it, people. They're not who they say they are. They're full of it. Now, I want to get to what brought me here. Antonio Curry. I was in that mess, and I'm still recovering from it. I know what you mean. Regina Dawson. I, I, I've been there. I know. I know. Now, I want to get to what brought me here. This joker. Nassan Garcia. Uh, he was the apostle of the church of the living God, pillar and ground of truth. Uh, I think uh, in the Hispanic language, it would be LLDM. He was uh, recently prosecuted for indecent things. And uh, I, I can't say that and as it pertains to children at the same time because of how uh, YouTube is set up. So he did some indecent things. He, he had one child said that he, he was doing whatever with her. And then he said, can you bring your little sister to me? And, and it was said that the younger one was 14. And then the man is so demon possessed. This is what these people follow. The, the man is so demon possessed, their apostle, they said, could you whatever, blank, 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 with a dog for my 50th birthday? Power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. When you're in a situation where you got the only church that's right, 
when your your apostle is the only one telling the truth, it leaves you in a situation where anything could happen and the power of the cult is can't nobody leave where you gonna go. That's the power of the cult. That's the power of the Jehovah's Witnesses. That's the power of the Mormons. That's the power of the Seventh-day Adventists. Because they're not really Christians. Christian folk can, can leave you to God. Christian folk can leave you to God. We don't have to hate you or dislike you. Because we know God is alive, John MacArthur. We know that God is real. And he's seated on his throne. And if you belong to God, the Bible says God loves who he chasing it. And he scourges every son. So if you're doing wrong and you belong to God, he's going to get you because you're his child. And he's going to bring you back through his mercy. He's going to allow things to happen in your life to let you know you belong to him. So the Christian, yes, you might be disfellowshipped from the assembly if you can't get your life together, if you just wicked. Because 1 Corinthians chapter 5 didn't say cast out the demon. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 5 said cast out that dude who was sleeping with uh, his father's wife. Said cast out the dude, not cast out the demon. All right. So what happens is you can let people go, but they'll be back. You don't have to do that when you really say. But when you're a cult, you have to do all that because you know God ain't chasing it. If anything, they gonna run into God. The reason why cults get so cold and nasty and treat you like trash is because. The devil knows that if you get out of those cults and you get to God for yourself, you'll never come back because whom the son set free is free indeed. Don't operate under fear. And the other thing, okay, please, please, 15 people that's here, come on here. I'm going to help you to understand something. I'm going to help you to understand something. What I wanted you to understand about Nassan Garcia is because it's happening in the, the black community is happening in the Caucasian community. It's happening in my Hispanic Latino community. It's happening in the Asian communities. Everybody knows that their church is the one true church. Everybody knows that their leader is the only one telling the truth. Everybody knows that their denomination is the only denomination that's right. They know it. And when you're in the bubble, you don't know that everybody thinking the same way. You think you're special. You know how many people follow Church of the Living God, Pillar and Ground of Truth? Over 5 million in 58 countries. I've never even heard of these people. I've never even heard of these people. But 5 million people in 58 different countries believe in this mess. We're looking at it and saying, this is stupid as all get up. How can they not see this? L listen to me. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Who, who was on here? God, um, who was on here? Manuela Harris. Lord have mercy. We're looking at it. Cult people who are in a place and think you might be in a cult. Listen to me. We're looking at Church of the Living God, Pillar and Ground of Truth. And we're saying, man, this is stupid. How can they not know they're in a cult? The man is clearly wicked. The man has pled guilty to hurting 
those underage individuals. Why are they still there? Five million people, 58 different countries. How could they be so stupid? How can they be so blind? My dear friend, that's how everyone is looking at you. They're looking at you the same way. And you just know, oh, my seven-day Adventist friend, you just know you're correct. Oh, my house of prayer friend, you just know you're correct. Oh, my Pentecostal holiness friend, you just know you. Oh, my Baptist friend, you just know you're correct. I'm on here saying that God is right. I'm on here saying the Bible is right. I'm not telling you to attach to a denomination because guess what? The truth is not some stuff you say. Lord have mercy. Once again, I'm not trying to be extra deep. I'm not trying to give an extra revelation. This stuff is sitting right there in the Bible, but sometimes we just don't read it. Jesus said, you should know the truth and the truth should make you free. But then they said, Jesus, where are you going? He said, the way you know. He said, where I go, you know, and the way you know. And then the disciple replied, Jesus, how can we know the way unless you tell us? Jesus turned around and said, I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. The reason why you can't be the only ones with the truth is because the truth ain't what you're saying. The truth is Jesus. Jesus is the truth that we're preaching. But the truth is Jesus. And don't nobody have a monopoly on him. He is the truth that we're trying to express. We can say it. We have a Bible. We have the scriptures. And once again, the scriptures is an expression of the word. Lord have mercy. The scriptures is the expression of the logos. The scriptures give us enough for life and godliness. We can get through this life and we can live a godly life. And that's what it gives us. It gives us what pertains to life and godliness. But the truth of the matter is the living word is from everlasting. The scriptures took 1,400 years to get out over 40 different authors. But the word, the concept, the thought, the whole point been here from the beginning. The logo's been here from the beginning. He is from everlasting to everlasting. In the beginning, uh, in Arche and Hologos, Kai Hologos and Prostomneon, Kai Theos and Hologos. All right? I want you to understand that the Logos was here from the very beginning. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Okay? <laughs> so I need you to understand that the Word has always been here. We have the Scriptures to help us to understand the Word. And that's why I know your apostle, your prophet, your evangelist, your pastor, your pope, your bishop, your teacher, whoever it is, don't have a monopoly on this thing because the truth is a person and the word is a person. Lord have mercy. And if I got the person, I got the word. And if I got the person, I got the truth. And what I don't understand in my mind, I can understand it in my spirit. So once again, I want you to like, I want you to share, I want you to subscribe because my goal is let's make sure that nobody take the church 
from Jesus, which it won't. On the rock, he built his church. And that's why we're going to keep connecting. That's why we're going to keep connecting. That's why we're going to keep reaching people. That's why we're going to keep building in the kingdom. That's why we'll keep building in this platform because his word going to get out and his children going to connect. And every box that you try to box him up in, there's always going to be his children that walk right out that box. They'll go fellowship with their brothers and sisters on Sunday and praise the Lord with them. But the Lord is reaching out on a kingdom level where you can't trap us in a box. All we want is God now. We don't sat in your boring church in these Western civilizations. We don't sat in these boring dead churches and our children still out here taking pills and our marriages in and in, in divorce and all kinds of crazy. We don't sat in these dead churches. We don't went to these churches where they shout and dance and dance and fall on the floor and foam at the mouth and spit on each other and talk about they in the spirit. We don't been to all these areas now. Now we're going to Jesus. Now we're going to Jesus. Now we're going to Jesus. And you can't stop us. We're going to see what we see. We're going to feel what we feel. We're going to experience what we experience. And there is nothing that's going to be able to stop us from getting in the presence of the Lord. That's why I say this channel is called the unction. It is the teaching ministry of the Holy Spirit. We are forever going to get in his word and get in his spirit. Because that's the real communion. That's the real communion. If you ever in a place and it's just scriptures, 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 you're missing half of the communion because we're supposed to get bread and wine. If I'm just getting bread and bread and bread and bread, I'm missing half the communion. If we just going for wine, going for wine, going for wine, eventually we're going to be intoxicated with something that's not the real wine. So we need both parts of our communion. And God going to give it to his children. I don't care what your seminary say. And I don't care what your little apostles say over here in your corner of whatever. God is going to commune with his children through the bread of his word and through the wine of his spirit. It's going to happen. And that's why I'm here. I'm just a catalyst. I'm just your brother. I'm just someone, a voice crying in the wilderness saying that, yes, the Lord is speaking to you. You're not crazy. You see what you see. You hear what you hear. And it is the truth. Like I said on my other program, you can not understand something in the word or you might not pick something up in the letter, which is the teacher's or the preacher's explanation of the word. But one place where the truth is going to keep on speaking out to you is in the spirit. So once again, I'm, I'm just grateful for those of you who have taken a little bit of time to um, just kind of say hello and, and to um, look, it's about 14 of you. I'm hoping that you can just like it. If we can get you all to just kind of like it, you know, and um, some people don't know how important it is with these algorithms to um, like, share and subscribe and hit the notification bell. Um, it will really help the platform if you just do these simple things so we ask you to like uh, share subscribe hit the notification bell uh, once again I titled this that um, we're the only one I'm the only one preaching the truth and uh, because that's the spirit behind these people uh, it's an arrogance in the Western institutions it's an arrogance in 
Pentecostal holiness apostolic circles that tell you you have a monopoly on the truth. And I'm tired of it. And the Bible says, cry out, spare not, lift up your voice like a trumpet. Show the people their transgressions in the house of Jacob their iniquities. And that's what I'm here to do. I'm just your brother in the Lord. And guess what? What I love about this platform is I'm on here saying, pray for me too. Pray for me. Because Jesus is the standard. And I'm not seeing wisdom or power or an impactfulness that I should see in the church. Nowhere. Nowhere. I hate looking at the church and seeing escapism. Let's wrap our heads in towels and cover ourselves in sheets and walk off. That's escapism and it's not reality. And some people who have failed in life, who has failed in relationships, you have to do that in order to keep your sanity. You have to say, oh, the reason why I don't have a husband is because I'm so holy and special. You have to say that to yourself. But I, I'm, I'm disappointed in that because that's a shame. And I'm also tired of Western civilization looking at an Eastern book and saying, oh, no, God can't move. God is, is somewhere. He walked off. And yet people are out here with all of their issues and problems. And you don't have anything to show that the word that you're preaching is as effective as you're making it out to be. Because everybody is claiming right. Everybody's claiming right. And everyone is claiming to be moral. What's the difference between you and that rock and that tree and, and them sticks over there? The boast of Israel is that they were serving the true and living God. And that will always be my boast. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble will hear thereof and be glad. Once again, thank you for watching the unction on tonight. Like, share, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Uh, we are going to let this be it for this week. Next Monday, 7 o'clock, we have a special guest. And uh, we're going to talk about people who are gifted in the church. And yet, um, they're overlooked, they're used, they're abused. And um, this special guest, she has her testimony, and I have my testimony, and I think it'll be a, a great um, conversation as a young black man growing up in the ministry. And this is a young white lady who grew up in ministry, and sometimes we never have the opportunity to hear those cross-cultural voices. It's, and that's why I brought up, once again, um, Nassan Garcia. Because sometimes we don't realize that this stuff is more common than you think. So once again, keep us in prayer. Next Monday, 7 o'clock Eastern Time, we will be here on the unction. I look forward to seeing you. God bless you and keep you. You have a wonderful night.